Welcome in to the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 12-year NFL veteran. He's got some speed to go with strength. Huskers and Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. Shovel pass to Green into Vikings territory. Finally brought down. And University of Nebraska eSports coach. your host, Amon Green. Welcome into the Amon Green Show, kicking off Ticket Weeknights for you tonight right here on 93.7. The Ticket, the TicketFM.com. The streams are where you're going to want to catch us as well. That's Amon's specialty, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, working on getting connected with Amon. So stay tuned for him. I'll take you through until... Uh, we are able to get all of that sorted out. Uh, if you have any thoughts for the Husker Hall of Famer, the Green Bay Packers all-time career leading rusher, 402-464-5685. Any questions that you want to ask him, I uh, got to go through me, but I can see if I can get those asked uh, for you tonight or every Thursday night, 6 to 7. Uh, great addition to the Ticket Weeknights lineup, the Ticket family. Uh, we're so we're thrilled to have Amon on. And uh, you've heard from DP with Amon the last couple of weeks. DP's got business to take care of right now. DP is in Miami. He's getting ready for the UFC fight uh, that he's covering. So uh, we'll catch up with DP at some point next week. Uh, again, looking forward to uh, getting Amon Green on the stream. Again, the digits for you. To uh, get into the stream, if anything you want to ask of him on 402-464-5685, leave a comment on any of the streams that you're watching. Um, I'll make sure that we can get to those at some point. Uh, plenty to get to with Amon once we get him connected. A quick Masters update for you. Uh, first round is in progress. Uh, Victor Hovland leading the way right now. He shot seven under, tied with John Rahm and Brooks Kepka. Uh, impressive comeback from uh, Kepka. He, uh, I believe he had, he bogeyed a par five and yet recovered to shoot. Uh, that's seven under 65 for his round today. Again, a three-way tie up top. Victor Hovland, John Rahm, and Brooks Kepka leading the Masters through round one. All of those players are in the clubhouse. Um, next closest, you have a couple guys, uh, Jason Day among them at five under par. Again, we're working on uh, getting Amon on the stream here. If that doesn't work, we'll just have him call in. Uh, to make sure we get the Amon Green Show. It's not the Austin Orman Show for Ticket Week Nights. It is the Amon Green Show. So working on getting him. We will uh, see what we can do to that end. Other things I want to talk to Amon about is uh, spring football. You know, he, that's something he went through um, with Nebraska multiple times. Uh, what was that like for him being in the dog days? Like like Kenny and Jay talked about, um, what's it like being in the middle of spring ball? Uh, how does that work? What gets you through spring ball, both at the college level and, you know, not necessarily spring ball, but, you know, summer ball and, and OTAs and minicamp in the pros. Um, get Amon's thoughts on that. What got him through? Who were the, the guys he relied on in that? Um, 
Plenty of other Husker thoughts as well. Again, one of the greats, Amon Green, joining the Ticket Weeknights lineup here Thursday nights from 6 to 7 p.m. Hopefully we can get Amon and Jay uh, talking at some point here soon as well. Uh, get Kenny in the conversation. That'd be fun. Former Huskers talking ball. I right, get that set up. Hopefully we can get uh, Amon to call in here. But yeah, getting getting all the former Huskers together would, would be a blast. It would be a lot of fun to hear because they weren't all at the, the same time. I think Amon and Jay would have played together, but Kenny was just before them. But again, very similar experiences between the three of them with the coaching staffs. Uh, and their experience, I mean, a lot of winning between the the three of them, a whole lot of wins, some national championships, Kenny laying the, the foundation for Mon and Jay to to get Nebraska over the hump, get uh, Coach T.O. on the board there and uh, send him out the right way. So again, ticket weeknights here. I'm Austin Orman uh, waiting for Amon Green in the Amon Green show. Other stuff that uh, we want to get to tonight um, in the gaming realm as well, because Amon, of course, back to be an esports professor here uh, at Nebraska, teaching about what esports is, what they are, and then also coaching the esports team at Nebraska. What does that look like moving forward? What's his vision? DP has touched on it a little bit with him uh, over the last couple of weeks, but I-, I got a whole litany of questions for Mon. Let's uh, see if we can bring in Mr. Amon Green. Amon, is that you? Hello. Excellent. Uh, sorry about the issues with the stream, but welcome into uh, your own show. How's, how's your week been? <laughs> Going good. Austin? Yes, sir. Yes, Austin with you. Got it, got it. No, it's been going good. How about yourself? Yeah, cannot complain. Uh, I'm with you tonight, DP, in Miami getting ready for the UFC fight. Uh, Jay and Kenny had to dip. So it's you and me for the next hour, if that's okay with you. Yeah, that's fine. Good deal. Uh, So let's let's start here. Uh, Husker football in the middle of, of spring ball. You're in the middle of yep. semester. What's what's the difference? What's the similarity between being in you know the middle of the semester as a student or a professor, or you know the the kind of dog days of spring ball during spring practice? Ah, it's just uh, keeping the mental uh, in the right position because your body wants to. Your body is saying no, so you gotta keep telling your brain yes um, to stay focused. You know, obviously on the football field um, and during spring ball because it's. It's you know back at it again, hitting again for some of the players, and and then for another group of players, they never really got a chance to you know you know we had to either redshirt or they just transfer it in, so they're just getting acclimated to the team. So you have two sets of minds going on, and I say for the people that are have been there and played a lot during the season, it's just like all right, let's focus on what I can learn right now in this uh, fifteen practices, twenty practices that can help me better my game and then get ready for fall, you know, here another, you know, after this, probably like four or five months to get, you know, to come back strong there as well. What were some of the, the things you told yourself in the middle of spring ball to help you get through it? Because I mean, talent gets you so far, but what was it that, that helped you keep working hard and push through, you know, the, the mundane parts of spring ball? Uh, just, uh, deep, just kept telling myself that it's going to, I'm going to get better in something, you know, find something that I want to work on. Um, be it footwork, be it catching the ball, picking the blitz, reading blitzes or reading defenses, <clears throat> pre-snap, something like that. Just always telling your body, like I said, telling your body, but telling your mind, you know, giving it, giving yourself a task. Cause if you don't have a task at hand, 
outside of uh, the coaching. Um, and then, and the good thing is, like, with, with these kids here, they got a whole new coaching staff coming in, so you're actually probably more aware and fully alert to listen to them or anything because, you know, obviously, you're learning how they coach. You're learning how they're going to be during the regular season once it gets here. So you're getting a snapshot idea of that. Um, but for myself, it would just make it, you know, give myself a, a task to do and try to accomplish it to get better by the end of spring ball. So those are that's what you told yourself. Who are the, the people that you relied on? Because I'm sure, you know, you can be self-motivated to a point, but who are the, the people, whether it's coaches or, or teammates, that, that helped you push through in some of those moments? Uh, It was real. Yeah, it was, it was a toss-up between a few players, teammates of mine, the guys on defense, obviously, rallying in my cage, you know, being the defensive player, talk, you know, a little bit of trash talking. But also, I know they were doing, you know, doing things to, that's going to make me better, you know, Stripping at the ball, uh, you know, making it hard for me to get out the backfield, or making it hard for me to pick up blitz and stuff like that. And obviously, the coaches doing their job. You know, Coach Solich was my coach, and making sure, you know, he always made sure that we were prepared mentally and physically. So it was always a big thing. You know, I, I depended on a lot of him um, during spring ball and Coach Osborne to uh, coach us up on everything mentally and physically, and show us things and teach us things that we continue to develop as young players to get to the next level, basically. You mentioned Coach Solich, the big news that he's coming back. He'll be honored at the spring game. What does that mean to you as someone who is in his room to see your, your former position coach get the honor, probably very well-deserved uh, at the spring game? Yeah, I was like, oh, very cool. I get to see him. I haven't seen him in a while. We talked over the phone over the years. Um, we just talked recently, actually, before he, before I heard about the announcement. So I thought that was pretty cool. We just talked, and now I get to see him here in a few weeks. Uh, so he, along with Coach Osborne, you know, to see him together again and Lincoln on the field, I don't know how they're going to do the ceremony, but I'm assuming like at halftime of the spring game or before the game. And, and I'm definitely going to be out there on that field watching, cheering on, you know, give him a handshake and say hello and have a pretty, you know, decent conversation with him, which I haven't had in face-to-face in a while. So it's just going to be really fun to see that. And for myself, like I said, it's been really, really super exciting to be back home college you know coaching college eventually you know I say teaching it now but coaching it come the fall in terms of you know working out the esports program and getting it up and running um at the varsity level plenty of esports questions for you later on in the show but as an alum of the program how important is it for Nebraska and for for you guys that invested your blood sweat tears time effort energy into the program to have events like you know, honoring Coach Solich. How important is it to, to get you guys back in the same room and, and you know, tell stories, laughs each other again? Uh, it's going to be fun. I mean, because it, it's just, you know, opportunity for kids that are on campus, I mean, football players and just general students to learn. You know, a lot of these kids now, college students were babies when, you know, in the mid 2000s or say early 2000s. So they weren't mm-hmm. even around when, Myself, Coach Solis, Coach Osborne were coaching and me playing. So, and they know because they've seen the history books or they've seen highlights on TV that we were a good team. And so, to, how, to kind of hear some of the stories of what we went through as players and coaches to get better, to stay on top of our game, because literally every week somebody had a bullseye on our, you know, we had a bullseye on our back in terms of beating the number one team or the number number two team in the country, whoever was coming into Memorial Stadium or if we were going on the road. We're going to get every. We knew it. We're going. To, we were going to get every team's best effort 
because that was their championship. That was their Super Bowl. So we knew we had to play at the top of our game, you know, every week out there for, for the years out that I was on the field and for the years before I got in uh, Lincoln as a Cornhusker. How important was Coach Solich in helping you guys as running backs and as an offense approach each week with that target on your back? Because it's easier to be the hunter where you have that goal to strive for. To be the hunted is tough, and you guys did it at that level for basically ever. It's how integral was Coach Solich, Coach Osborne, in you know helping you approach being the hunted? Well, they kept reminding us of getting better and not being complacent thinking ahead, making sure, starting with how they would develop our game plan for every game, our practice schedule for every practice, and for every segment of practice, for every part of the game plan that was for the games on Saturday, we knew it was about winning and that we had to condition our bodies, our minds, in the weight room, on the football field, our practices in mid-season, and even mid-season, mid-week, you could be in week four and five and six, and Tuesdays and Wednesdays was probably our most brutal practices. We were hitting hard to make you know the effort of knowing that we're going to have to deal with this on Saturday, and really we probably practiced more hard than we actually had to play the game come Saturday, mm. which was you know not a discount to the teams we were playing against. It just that it was just showing how high level of football we were playing, along with the effort from both sides of the ball. All every player out there that was a starter or a backup, you know, we had five stations of full offenses going on, you know, five stations, five offenses. That means five quarterbacks, wide receivers, um, running backs, fullbacks, linemen, tight ends. We're all learning the scheme of the offense, learning the schemes of the defense and getting everybody getting the, the certain amount, the same amount of reps. So that means come Saturday, you know, me starting or somebody else being my backup, they had the same amount of run plays, the same amount of reps I have. So they were just as, ready to play the game as, as me as a starter or even you know, for the backers to come up off the bench. Moving that into what you're doing now with the eSports coaching, how is it that you think you'll be able to make your, your practices harder than your tournaments? How does that look for you in terms of practice versus tournaments as, in coaching eSports? Yeah, so that's probably no different, getting a lot of reps in. And I've sat down with the club president, the game managers, and the game advisors of the club team and – a lot of them, they do a lot of scrimmages. That means they play a lot of games against other schools. Uh, and sometimes they do internal scrimmages, but a lot of them do the scrimmages, which is really no different than what we did. We did nine on seven. We did move the ball. And those are just a segment of playing a full game. And so here in the esports world, we have our teams from the Smash Brothers players to the Mario Kart players to the Call of Duty players. They're playing scrimmages against Mankato against South Dakota, against Concordia, UNO. So they're getting live reps against real, you know, other schools that they'll be possibly competing with you know, come the regular season schedule. So that they've been doing that on their own for four years. So so now I'm just bringing in more of the, I say, more time on the in the practice field, I say on the practice structure, five days a week, three hours a day. And that's going to eventually, you know, they'll get used to it and they'll start, you know, getting getting to the point where they understand why we're doing it. Because obviously having a structure where we're doing it five days a day, uh, five days a week, three hours a day together than being at home in their apartment or their dorm rooms, that's going to be the big change for them. Are there any schools you guys are looking at as the, the hunted, the, the schools to the target on their back that you're coming for? Uh, yeah, we know some schools like 
I know Ottawa, I believe, is out of Iowa. They're really good at COD, mm-hmm. um, Call of Duty. And there's Rocket League, too. We play well. But Maryville, Boise State, those are schools that are, that are similar, going to be rivalries, kind of like when, when I was playing with against Colorado, against Oklahoma, or now Nebraska versus Iowa. And you know, having those rivalries in the esports space is going to be just as fun and just as big of uh, the of the hype going in and out of the game of who wins and who loses, um, but it's all be going to be for for fun as well because obviously it's going to be a lot of respect going from both coming from both sides. You mentioned what your players are good at and what other schools you know might be known for. Something we've heard out of Nebraska spring football is moving players around. They they came in as one position, they moved to another. Is that something? you've had yourself, you know, look at with your athletes is, hey, I came in playing Super Smash Brothers. Hey, I pl- came in playing Call of Duty. But you see them like, hey, give Rocket League a try because you see a trade in them. Do, do they come in? Do they stick with their games? That's what they've done and they're good at it? Or do you shuffle them around? Um, It depends. If I, if I see a player that can handle the weight of being a college student, uh, adjusting to their college schedule, even if they have a job, and if they can handle more than one game, then I'll ask them if they want to. And I'll pose the question, hey, you want to play? We need help in Call of Duty or we need help in Valorant. And you're right now only playing Madden or you're only playing 2K, a single-player game. Um, that's when I'll ask that. But if it's when this, that player is playing multiple team games like Overwatch 2 and Call of Duty, I still, again, i got to test their, their uh, I say their, their game, the time management because it's going to be all about that because, like I said, they got a college schedule. They may be working a job, and then they got to practice both teams with both teammates. That's a teammates in Overwatch 2, which is 5v5. So they got four teammates they got to adjust to there. And in Call of Duty, which is four teammates. So they got three teammates they got to adjust to there. So just being mindful of that from my point of view to make sure they're not burned out or, you know, or not, or, or, or not overwhelmed from midseason. So I just got to be conscious of that. But ask them and then maybe give it a try to see how it goes. And if, it, if I see any slippage, in the attendance of uh, practice, attendance of class, or grade point average dropping a little bit, getting a report from the academic advisors, then I will make that change then. But if they can hold that up and keep everything at a high level, then you know what? Then we could throw them in more games. This is the Amon Green Show on 93.7. The ticket you're hearing from uh, former Husker, great former Packer, great Amon Green. I'm Moss and Norman taking you through the hour. Uh, we're going to step aside, take our first break of the show. Plenty more to get to with Amon on the other side.